We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Podcast. I'm your host, DBTPFL. It's Monday. It is May 24th. It is 2021, and we have six baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Cheese is Good, Dave Potts. What's happening, my friend? Howdy, howdy. Uh, super exciting six-game slate with kind of uh, no offense. It'll be, it'll be fun. There's always offense, Dave. It's baseball. Yes, no good offense uh, that should do well, theoretically. It's baseball. You know, somebody's going to score eight runs tomorrow. It's just figuring out who that's going to be. Yes. And uh, what's super exciting to me is that the two teams that I think are most likely to score the eight runs are the two worst teams. So this will be a fun one. Um, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to superdraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Roster your favorite plays without worrying about a salary cap. Sign up using promo code GRINDERS for a $50 instant deposit alongside the 50% deposit match bonus up to $500 on your first deposit of $50 or more. It's very rare that we get deposit bonuses in DFS nowadays. So take advantage of this. Love what they're doing over there on Superdraft. Uh, Dave, let's get into it. Six games. Uh, we start with Colorado at New York, facing the Mets, Gomber and Peterson. It is a nine total, and the Mets are a 130 favorite. Oh, it opened as a nine total. It's already down to seven. Um, no. I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was ever a nine. It, it's a seven. Yeah, I know. I don't know why it says seven. Or I, I'll, I'll, you, you threw me there. I, I'm. Yeah. Hey, listen, I just read the opening lines, and that's what it says. But, um, all right, let's talk pitching here. Any interest in Gomber against the Mets? Um, so, uh, kind of. Uh, what's going to happen with this slate um, as we go through it is I'm going to have some interest in every pitcher except for two on the whole slate. And so what I'm going to say about Gomber is, like on DraftKings, he's $5,600. 
and he's facing the Mets team with no current baseball players. Um, and he's actually been really good for the last two weeks. Like he's, his control has been there for the last four starts. And when his control is there, he's a good pitcher. Um, this is just simply going to be a matter of, do you actually need to save money with pitcher? Um, if you do, I'm totally happy with Gomber at $5,600, but it's not like he's the best pitcher. Um, and I'm not sure that I'm going to want to save that much money on pitching, but he is my favorite cheap pitcher. He makes a lot of sense when you're looking at the lineup. Um, you know, James McCann is going to be batting third in this lineup. Uh, that says a lot. Um, so uh, I think, you know, like you said, I don't know if we're going to need him because there isn't like a stellar offense to pay up for on this slate, but I think he is best of the rest. Um, and then Peterson on the other side of this game, it's not like the Rockies are a very good offense um, when they're not in cores, but they've been decent against left-handed pitching. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Peterson? Yes, yeah, very similar. Uh, like I don't have a strong preference between those two as far as raw points. Um, I think, you know, price-wise, I, I don't think there's any reason Peterson should be that much more expensive than Gomber. Um, Peterson's has had those couple, like two big starts, um, three, I guess three pretty big starts, and then a bunch of kind of, he still looks like a low strikeout guy almost all the time, except those rare occasions when he doesn't. Um, I like him more than I like the bats against him. Uh but he's kind of no man's land for me tonight. Like, sure, I kind of like every pitcher, um, but I like Gomper slightly more at a much bigger savings. I mean, a huge ballpark downgrade for the Rockies, um, just in general here. Peterson, like you said, very hit or miss. Um, I, I think he's in play. Uh, you said you don't love the Rockies bats. Is there anything standing up to you here for Colorado? Um, eventually at some point I'm going to have to play a batter somewhere. I certainly like story. Um, he's kind of the only guy that I see any real reason that I would want to play, um, on his own. If I'm just picking out a batter, um, that being said, the, with the context of this slate, as I've already said, like, I don't like any offenses. Either of these pitchers are implodable. Um, you know, Early in the season, Gomber's control was all over the place. And then Peterson, like we said, has been really up and down. So this is a stackable game because of the slate, even here. Uh, but really, other than story, I, I mean, no, I really don't have interest. I think CJ Crone is another guy you could look at. You know, throughout his career, he's been good against left-handed pitching. Um, Fuentes. If you want to make it like a three-man stack, that'd probably be the three that I'd be looking at, Story, Crone, and Fuentes. Um, it's really it for me. I don't think I'm five-man stacking the Rockies in this game. And then as far as the Mets go, I mean, one of the reasons we like Gomber is because this team is just so banged up right now. I think you're like just taking a blind shot on stacking like three of these Mets or just fading them. I don't see one offs outside of maybe James McCann just because where he's going to hit in the lineup. Yeah. Like I could see, yeah, you know, mini stacking like VR Lindor McCann, something like that. Um, just because, yeah, when, when Gomber's off, he's really far off. Um, but yeah, this current version of the lineup, I, I just, 
I, I cannot even feign excitement about it. No, it's 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 banged up, and you know we get this from time to time. So, uh, Cleveland at Detroit, Henches against Turnbull. Um, this game has a nine total, and it's a pick'em game. Let's start here with Sam Henches. Henches. Um, uh, listen, it's been a long weekend. I'm tired. Oh, I don't um, know what the guy's name is. <laughs> I'm guessing it's Hent Hentage. I call him Hent. I call him Henches. But yeah, I, I don't, we'll I don't just we'll right. roll with that. I mean, this is probably the guy that's I don't know most likely to get blown up on this slate, and it's against one of the worst offenses in baseball. But I mean, Detroit's one of my favorite stacks on the slate, so I don't really have a ton of interest in him because I think he's very hittable. Yeah, so this is what I was talking about right off the bat. Like the only team on the slate I kind of want to stack is the Detroit freaking Tigers. I mean, that tells you everything you know about the slate. Um, this is the only guy, the only pitcher that I'm sure is not good. And, and even that doesn't mean he can't be good for one start against the Tigers. Um, but no, this is the one pitcher. Like, If I'm doing 150 lineups, I may only X button him and, and leave everyone else in play. But um, I am not playing Sam. Hintages. Um, I mean, Spencer Turnbull on the other side of this game, Mr. No hitter. Um, I mean, it was Seattle, right? Like we're, we don't need to overreact to, you know, facing Kansas city and Seattle back to back. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a very good pitcher. Like it's obviously a no, a no hitter is kind of whoop-de-doo. Like it doesn't like a guy who pitches no hitter didn't really pitch any better than a guy who gives up three hits. Like it, you know, I don't care. But, I mean, he's a very respectable pitcher. He's an above-average pitcher. He keeps the ball on the ground. He doesn't, he's not walking people. He doesn't get hit really hard. Um, but it's, it's not a great matchup to think we see a bunch of strikeouts. Um, I would think that they would be happy not having him go another nine innings after he gives up a hit. Um, he's, he's fine, but I, I think it's much more likely we just – see a decent six innings, which is not something you need right now on this slate. He does a great job of limiting power. Um, and, you know, if you look back throughout the years, he's been good at that. And it, it don't necessarily want to play him. But he's not typically a guy that, like, I'll run full five-man stacks against. We look at this slate, though, and there's not a ton of options to kind of, like, pick on. So what are your thoughts when it comes to the Cleveland Bats? Yeah, man, this slate, I just, I hate it so much already. Um, I, I can't really stack Cleveland. I mean, you take, so Fran Mule Reyes is out of this lineup. It's basically a, like a one-man lineup right now um, until Rosario comes to life. Like, I will stack Jose Ramirez. I don't know if that counts as a stack, though. Um, <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't like it. I mean, yeah, Ramirez and Luplo are really the only two guys with any kind of power. Um, and typically you really only want lefties against Turnbull. Um, and you know, Rosario has been so bad. I don't know if he counts as a lefty. I'll, I'll probably play a little bit of him with Ramirez. Um, that's, that's all I got. Um, Detroit, it sounds like you kind of like Detroit too. I, and like, okay, I, let me, let me start off by saying this is a six game slate. And I know Detroit is a bottom three team in the league against left-handed pitching. And that's how bad I think this guy is. Um, because 
I mean, I don't want to, but I, I'm, I'm going to be playing a lot in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, you, you're going to have to roster some batters. Like, I've checked the rules again, and you have to play some batters. Um, I just, yeah, I, I think this is the only clearly bad pitcher on the slate. And, I mean, they'll have a bunch of right-handed batters, some of them who hit the ball hard. Um, th- their strikeouts against lefties have been scary, but this guy walks more batters than he strikes out. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's dumb to say Detroit is the top stack, but um, that's who I'll probably have the most of. I mean, they're so cheap too that like if you want to pay up at pitching for Snell or Woodruff or Lance Lynn or Means or any of these guys that we're going to talk about, um, like it's just so easy to do. And the good thing about like the Detroit stack is you can leave your whole outfield open, um, you know, depending on like mm-hmm. if you want to play Grossman or not. Like you can go Jonathan Scope, Candelario, Miggy, Haas, and Goodrum and leave your whole outfield open. Or whether yeah. you want to go, you know, Haas or Ramos. Like, it doesn't matter. You can leave your whole outfield open so I can pay down for Detroit, get the pitchers I want, and then load up on big bats in the outfield because Detroit's so cheap. Yeah. I do. It is nice when you can pretty much pick and choose positions. If you just want to – if you need a catcher, second baseman, a shortstop, and an outfielder, you, you grab that. Like, they're – because they're all, like, close enough to just kind of mediocre. Um, and they fit at every position. Wish you could play all three catchers, but uh, I don't think so. <laughs> San Diego at Milwaukee. We got uh, Blake Snell against Brandon Woodruff in this one. I mean, this this total is so scary. Um, I'm seeing two different totals. I've, I've seen nine and a half, and then on DraftKings, I see a seven total, which makes a lot more sense. Uh, there's a seven. It's a seven. Yeah, I don't know why BetMGM is nine and a half, but go bet the under. (laughs) I'm creating Um, an account as we speak. Yeah, so I'm guessing seven. It's a pick'em game. It's two really solid pitchers. Uh, Let's start with Blake Snell. I mean, shook the rust off finally and got a couple matchups against Colorado and still didn't throw over 100 pitches, but we saw a season-high 97 pitches last time out. We saw the strikeout stuff. And now he gets a Milwaukee lineup that is just not good. Yeah. Th- I mean, he's just one of those guys, like when he's on, he's the, he's the greatest. Um, like he would be an 11 K pitcher if he had pitched like he did in his last start, you know, for three or four starts in a row. Now who knows? Cause he did it once. It doesn't mean he's going to start doing it a bunch, but it's not like it came out of nowhere because we've seen it for the last five years. He's been pitching like this more often than not. Um, I mean, I still, I hate what we saw earlier this year with all the control issues. Um, but he's just underpriced for who he is in this matchup. And I'm, I'm definitely going to be playing a lot of Blake Snow. I mean, yeah, like even, even with the control issues earlier this season, he was still just absolutely a lead against lefties. And like, the Brewers, how this lineup is set up, they, they just – they can't go, like, super right-handed heavy against them. Like, obviously, Kane and Pena can play, but they are still likely going to have, like, four-plus lefties in this lineup. And, I mean, you're just not beating Blake Snell with that many lefties in the lineup. And they might even have more than that because the, – the, the righties they have to put in there aren't 
good. Like if they decide to go right-handed heavy, that means they're using like Daniel Robertson and Tyrone Taylor. And so, I mean, they're in trouble either way they try to go. Yeah. So I like Snell a lot in this spot. And then, I mean, I hate playing pitchers against the Padres, but Brendan Woodruff is the, is the guy like this is, this guy is just, he's really, really good. Yeah. I, I mean, hands down the best pitcher on this slate skill wise. Um, he's been remarkably consistent for the last three years. Um, he's great. And salary kind of doesn't really matter. Um, I, don't, I don't think we're going to run into very many lineups where you're like, oh, I can't afford them. You, you can afford them if you want them. Um, but now, like, and I guess we don't know yet. Maybe Machado will be out again. But even, even so, it's still a really good lineup. Um, now that Tatis and Hosmer are back in there, they've got – they'll probably go fairly lefty. Um, I mean, I think Woodruff beats anybody. I mean, I'll play him against anyone. I'm not afraid of playing him against San Diego, but I don't really like him any better than Snell. Um, and so that the price gap seems a little too much. I'm honestly going to probably play these guys together um, at first glance. So I, I like both these guys a lot. I mean, obviously we can we can talk about Lance Lynn when we get to that matchup against St. Louis because it is a good matchup, but um just overall like i like I, I like both of these pitchers i think they raw points wise should be the two highest scoring pitchers on the slate yeah you can definitely play them together like i, I think some people are still afraid of doing that because you can't get two wins but like you don't need you don't need those extra couple points like both these guys can strike out 10 guys so yeah i, I agree it's totally fine to play them both um any bats on the padres that you like here uh um, I mean, sure. I, I'm never going to say you can't play Tatis. Um, but essentially, no, I, I don't like any bats anywhere in this game. I mean, yeah, like Woodruff's good. Milwaukee bullpen's really good. Um, so I don't see like a, a hedge Padre stack working out. I mean, it would put you in the top 1% if it did happen. So if you're playing 150 teams on a six-game slate, you're probably stacking every team at least once. Um, but I don't, I don't see it working out. And then, yeah, I just the Brewers. There's nothing. I mean, yeah. And then Padres, another good bullpen behind Snell. Like, there's just, yeah. I don't see why you would do it. All right, moving on. We got Baltimore at Minnesota. John Means against Matt Shoemaker. Um, this game currently at an eight and a half and it is a picking game. Let's start with John means. I mean, we've definitely seen the talent finally come through. We've been waiting for years for John means talent to kind of show up. Um, my biggest concern is just the lineup. Minnesota usually rolls out there, but they're dealing with a bunch of injuries right now. Blanco's banged up. Nelson Cruz is banged up. Max Kepler is banged up, which, would probably benefit means. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to means? So essentially I totally buy into him being a great pitcher. Um, and we don't, we're not going to know until we see the lineup. Like it's a huge difference. If like both Cruz and Polanco um, are questionable, like they're listed day to day, if they're both out, um, 
I think that's enough to push me towards means ahead of Lance Lynn. Maybe it's close. Um, it's just, there's so much good pitching here. And I still think we've, well, we've seen a couple strikeout starts. I still think means is much more real life. Great than fantasy. Great. Like I think the six, seven innings, six strikeouts is still his, his kind of go-to game. Like that, that 12 strikeout, no hitter. I mean, that was, that's an outlier. Um, and Minnesota's not going to give him that kind of start. So yeah, I like him. I think he's legit. I don't think it's fluky that he's pitching great. Um, but I'm not really sure he needs to be um, that much higher price than, than all these other guys on DraftKings. You mean he dominated Seattle? Gosh, that's he sure, a he sure did, Stevie. It was impressive. Jeez. I mean, it's really impressive when you dominate yeah. in Seattle. I'm going to get go get a ball and a glove. I got the next <laughs> I got next shot. Um Talk but like, well, I mean, we do like if there's no Cruz and no Polanco and no Kepler, and we've already got no Buxton, they're only a little bit better than Seattle. After, I mean, if they have no players left, eventually. I mean, they still got Donaldson, Snow, Garver. I mean, that's better than Seattle's whole lineup. You know, they got. Kyle but that's Seager. it. You you named the whole team, and then it's lefties. <laughs> no, I get it. Like so. I get it. No, I I agree. Like, obviously, means really going to depend on what the Minnesota lineup looks like. I don't think – I'm not arguing that at all. I'm just saying Seattle stinks. Um, I agree. <laughs> the other side of this game, we got Matt Shoemaker. I mean, I just – I don't – Baltimore is another team that I kind of like for bats on this slate. Yeah, so to me, Baltimore is the clear other stackable offense. Um, Shoemaker has not looked okay this year. Um He's like, he's been dropping off for a while and like, he's kind of fallen off the map right now. So um, he's a play against pitcher for me. I mean, his strikeouts are down almost 10% from last year, which is scary. Um, And home runs have always been a thing. So yeah, I would, I would say Baltimore, and Detroit, that's how exciting this slate is. Those are my, my top offenses, which means I'm not playing Shoemaker. Uh, Baltimore Bats, I mean, Mancini, Santander, Hayes, Mullins, um, any of these guys really that cracked the lineup. I'm going to be looking at a Baltimore stack for sure. Yeah, and they're certainly a more exciting stack than Detroit. Uh, they've got, you know, just a little more power everywhere a little a few more guys that you wouldn't mind playing on their own which is nice when you have a stack with three or four guys that you think i'm playing him because he's good not just because he's on the same team um so yeah i I think you can play most of these guys and just hope that that he's off for another start and other than mancini they're still not really priced up all that much and Mancini deserves to be Santander's cheap. DJ Stewart's cheap. Like he's a home run or strikeout guy. Um, Mullins is cheap. He should bat lead off here. So, oh, I guess Hayes has been batting lead off a little bit. So we'll see. But, um, yeah. Any interest here in the Minnesota bats? Um, so again, I guess I mean this will depend on the lineup. Certainly, you know, Cruz would be of some interest. Um, Donaldson's of a little bit of interest. He's actually really fairly priced at 4,400 on DraftKings. Um, like Garver and Sano are 
like they're like almost Joey Gallo level, like high strikeout, but they have power and they'll hit the ball in the air. So on a slate like this, where I just really don't like much of anything, I will play some pretty much anyone with power. Um, even if I expect they're mostly going to go over four, uh, they're, they're going to get played a little bit. All right, moving on St. Louis at Chicago taking on the white Sox. We have an eight total in this game. White Sox are a 145 favorites. Um, Kim and Lynn facing off. Uh, let's start with Kim. Any interest in him? So, no, but he's another guy that, like, I think this is a very good real-life pitcher, but he's definitely a real-life pitcher and not a fantasy pitcher. Um, and against the White Sox on this slate, uh, I just I don't think there's any reason at all to play him. I'm going to go out and say the White Sox scored the most runs on this slate. Um, There's certainly that one sitting there that, like, you could you can clearly see the case for it. Yeah. They're, they're the offense that you're looking at, like, Gomber, because they're so expensive. Um, you know, they're the offense that you're looking at, like, Frankie Montas. Like, you're going to be looking at these guys if you're stacking the White Sox because they're so expensive. We'll get to the bat side in a second, but um, – the other side, we got the Cardinals. I mean, it's a right-handed heavy offense uh, against Lance Lynn. And these are the types of offenses that, like, he just cruises against. Yeah, this one's tricky for me because, like, overall, like, his ERA is super fantastic. But he's been – like, he hasn't actually been great most of this year. But he was for a little bit. But if you look at the numbers against righties, they're still totally there. Like – this is still absolutely an ace against righties and that's all of the Cardinals best bats. And like on DraftKings, I mean, he's $900 cheaper than means. I mean, I'll take Lynn over means. Um, and it's Woodruff is, is definitely a better pitcher than Lynn. Um, but I, I can certainly see the case to play Lynn ahead of him um, with, with what you can do with a Lynn Snell lineup. Uh, it's, it's pretty likable. So I guess I would call him my second favorite pitcher when factoring in the salary. Um, but certainly I like Woodruff more just for raw points. All right. Let's talk about bats. Anything that you like here for the Cardinals? Um, not really. It's, uh, it's acceptable on this slate. Like, uh, I'm going to have, you know, a, just a few random stacks of most of these teams, but essentially no, like, cause the bats I want to play for them are the righties and that's what I don't want to play against Lynn. So more or less it's a pass. Uh, White Sox, White Sox have some of the best numbers in the league against left-handed pitching for years. Now this lineup really hasn't changed much. It's pretty much the same guys. Um, obviously Jimenez and Robert are out, but Mercedes, Abreu, Anderson, like Anderson is expensive at five, nine, but the opportunity cost of shortstop, always a position that you try to spend up on. Uh, talk to me about the White Sox here. Yeah, this game, this one is, is kind of the trickiest one for me to figure out. Like the White Sox are probably the best offense who's facing a non-elite pitcher. Um, but like Kim is also really strangely good in his own weird little way too. Um, 
But I like that, even though like he doesn't really get hit very hard and he's kind of ground ball-y, but like, you know, he's going to throw strikes. Like he's not a wild guy. So that's good. Um, like you want them to see pitches to hit. Um, they have so much right-handed power. Generally, I kind of don't love any of it individually at their price, but I'm, I'm totally with you as like an expensive stack. Like if Kim is even slightly off his game or if they just make him work hard enough that like he doesn't pitch super deep anyway. Um, I mean, they could be in the bullpen after four or five innings and just kind of go nuts. So yeah, I think as far as spend up offenses, they're probably the best one on this slate. I mean, who's the next best? Maybe Minnesota if all the guys play or the Tigers. Know? Yeah. I mean, really, that's what we're talking about. So yeah, I I, I think um yeah. Well, I meant like just expensive stacks. Expensive. Like I think the only yeah. other one is Oakland, maybe if Kikuchi's not pitching well or something. But I mean if you're spending up for a stack today, it's probably White Sox. Yeah. And I, I'm I don't know what that's gonna do to the ownership. Um but it, the smaller the slate gets, the more every team's going to get some ownership. So, like, you can't not play someone because other people are playing them. All right. Seattle at Oakland is where we finish out. Kikuchi against Montas. This game is currently sitting at eight total. Oakland's a 150 favorites. Um, talk to me here about Yusei Kikuchi. Uh, just uh, yet another pitcher who is really just pretty good. Um, and occasionally more than pretty good. Um, eight, 11, seven, seven. Those are like his strikeout numbers of the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm not sure you really end up needing him on this slate though, where he's at. It's just kind of weird. Like you're not going to play Kikuchi for 8,300 instead of Snell for 8,900. Um, even on FanDuel, Kikuchi's 8,900 and Snell is 93. So, yeah, I like Kikuchi. I think he probably has another good game, but it's kind of no man's land where he's priced. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, if you just want to play him and just hope he's like really on, sure. My biggest concern with Kikuchi is he gives up a lot of hard contact, but usually generates ground balls. But you got guys like Chapman and Lowry and Loriano, like these guys hit the ball up in the air. And that's always like super concerning against a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact. Even if, like, if Kana is back and Piscotti, it adds another two guys that, like, have fly ball rates over 40%. So, I mean, that's the concerning thing, and I'm just nitpicking because I can. Um, on the other side, I think Frankie Montas is going to be really popular on this slate. I mean, it's Seattle. We've highlighted them a few times already, just kind of joking around. Montas is good against righties. He struggles against lefties. Um, what's your thoughts on him in this spot? Yeah, he definitely just looks too cheap. Like, he hasn't been great, um, but he's also faced teams a lot better than Seattle. I mean, um, he's only struck out more than six batters once this year, but he's only faced – he faced Detroit once. He hasn't faced Seattle. Like, his last few games has been Houston, Minnesota, Toronto, Tampa. Like, and he's been fine. Like, you know, right around five, six innings, one, two, three runs. Like, this is a totally fine pitcher who has a chance to be really good in good matchups. And I think 6,200 is, is clearly just too cheap for him. Um, is, but then it's kind of like the Gomber thing. Like, do you need a cheap pitcher? Yeah, you certainly don't need two. Um, 
you know, I think uh, Montas is a better pitcher than Gomber. So I would say just, just play Montas if you need a cheap pitcher um, and then maybe mix them up. I, I do think he'll probably be pretty darn popular, um, but there's enough good pitching. Everyone should get some ownership. Um, and yeah, like points per dollar wise, I would put him right up there with Snell as, as top pitchers. All right, let's talk bats. Um, I mean, if Montas is going to be like super popular, I mean, I'll play the game theory Seattle stack. Like, I don't want to cheese, but I mean, Hanniger, Seeger, Lewis, Kalenic, and then just pick a fifth and hope that Montas is not pitching well and it works out. I mean, if he's going to be chalk, you're just really just playing the game theory angle of. I mean, it's a it's a six game slate, and I'm trying to win a tournament. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely playable again. Like he's a good pitcher, but he's not a great pitcher. Um, and Seattle, like as bad as they are, they have a bunch of guys who can do things. Like they'll hit some home runs and steal some bases, uh, even while they're striking out a bunch. Um, so yeah, they're an interesting team. I, I think you can use some of those guys you mentioned on their own, like. You know, certainly Seager is a guy. Forty-two hundred for Seager is very fair to me. Um, and as a stack, they're kind of up there with kind of kind of around Baltimore for me. Like pretty close to one of the best stacks on the night, but not not because I really love them, but because I don't really love anybody. Yeah, again, it just comes down to. How do I get different on a small slate? Well, I get different by stacking against a popular cheap pitcher that could easily get banged up. Like Montas has a 229 ISO and a 40% fly ball rate and a 36% hard hit rate against lefties since the start of last season. So, like, these guys can beat him. Like, you could play enough lefties and just kind of mix in the righties like Hanniger is a good hitter. Um, Lewis, we're, we're still very undetermined if he's a good hitter or not. He's very young. Um, but – I think there's enough batters in this lineup that Montas might struggle enough, just enough. Mm -hmm. And you create massive leverage on a six game slate. So um, Oakland, I mean, we don't have a ton of teams to stack on this slate. They're going to throw enough righties that I think that they're another team that you could potentially look at maybe even a secondary stack. I don't know if you full stack them, but they're in play. Yeah, definitely. Like, like you mentioned, you know, fly ball righties are, are the thing you can, play against Kikuchi and they do have them um it would be nice if Canna's in the lineup um but even if all you play is like Chapman and Laureano um you know you play like Chad Pinder or Lowry um Sean Murphy's a decent catcher option yeah they're they're pretty playable um either just home run hunting or you could stack for kind of the combination of Kikuchi gives up a couple homers and then their their bullpen can get a little bit messy in the middle so um, yeah, I think I like this game on both sides for offense pretty well relative to the rest of the slate. Got to play somebody. <laughs> the the they're going to make me do it. I'm, I'm so I know. You got to play somebody. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K that you like to get uh, six or more strikeouts on the slate. Almost all of them. Uh, I'm going to go with Gomber. I mean, I don't want to take Montas. So 
You know what? Give me Peterson. I think Peterson yeah. could get six or more strikeouts in this one. That um, could easily be like a, a super dull, like three to two kind of game that where both pitchers are pretty good. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust at the top today? Over 8K. Um, well, there's one kind of obvious. I mean, not obvious, but obvious compared to the field. Um, you know what, though? I'll, I'll, I'll just say John Means and just hope that everyone plays for Minnesota. I mean, if you took Kikuchi, I was going to take Means and say the same thing. You took Means, I'm going to say Kikuchi. I think the rest of these guys get there. I think Kikuchi and Means have avenues to get there as well. Yeah. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who's, in, who's going yard today? Um, I'm going to say there will be no home runs in Major League Baseball, um, but I'll, I'll find one. I'll, I'll give you Matt Chapman. Chapman, I like it. I'm going to go third base as well. I'm going to go Kyle Seager. Um, same mm-hmm. game, too. I really like Seager to go yard here, building my Seattle stack. That's why I said Seager. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Two hits from uh, Anthony Santander. Oh, I like that one. I like that one a lot. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Eric Haas. I'm gonna go catcher, mm-hmm. outfielder slash catcher. Um, playing left field the other night. Stack to score six or more runs. <laughs> um, I'll go Detroit. Did you guys hear how excited <laughs> she was about that question? Oh, uh, he was so excited that I asked that question today. Um, we could all My hear favorite. it in your voice. Um, I'm going to go Seattle. I'm going to go against Montas and just take Seattle and hope it works out. I mean, they got some cheap guys in there, too. Like, you get Marmaleos at, like, 2300 Um Oh, he went to AAA, didn't he, over the weekend? Yeah. I think I remember. Although, these days, that doesn't mean anything. They like, could easily be. They can bring it. They can, they can do all the bringing people back and forth. But I, I do think they sent him down kind of for real. Fine. I, no, I'm just saying. Um, I like Seattle. Is there any bets that are standing out to you here the night before? Um, if I get those opening lines that you quoted, yes. Um, I'll go under <laughs> nine and a half with Milwaukee. Um, let's see. I think see. it's crazy. Like, what are they? Uh, it, it obviously had to get pulled because all the other books are seven. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, – uh, no, I, I, mean, I don't see anything. I, I don't know what I'm looking at. Somebody messed up. Um, I will. I'll, I'll say, right now, um, Fanduel has Colorado, New York at seven and a half. I'll take the under in that game. That's seven on DraftKings. That's seven on MGM. But Fanduel has it seven and a half. I'll take the under. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think both pitchers pitch decent enough. I don't think the offenses are good. Um, so I'll take the under in that one. So. Uh, cheese is always fun, my friends. Um, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Appreciate everyone listening. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Good luck.